Hello once again. Welcome back to Vox Pop, WAMC's live afternoon call-in talk show. I'm Ray Graff. Do you have a website? Perhaps you're an avid blogger. Do you tweet? What is the cloud, anyway? Well, there's a lot to establishing a web presence for yourself or your business. And there's a lot to know about privacy and security. Cliff Rohde is here to help you make sense of it all. Cliff is owner of Goat Cloud Communication. He's passionate about the intersection of communications and technology and helps many different types of businesses, nonprofits, and individuals to thrive online. He's been deploying technology strategically to advance real-world goals since the late 80s and built his first website in 1996, which is the dark ages. It's so far, so far away. Mm-hmm. Cliff's specialties include messaging, web design, and deployment, technology coaching, online advertising, and measuring results. Now, a disclaimer here, we've had Cliff on before. This is not a technical computer issue program. If you're having problems with your 2002 Compact Presario, you call an expert, maybe just buy a new computer. I mean, those are the types of things you might want to uh, consider. But uh, we talked to Cliff about more strategic and conceptual ideas about the internet and leveraging that for yourself or your business. To join the conversation today, 800-348-2551, 800-348-2551. Cliff Rohde, welcome back to the show. Well, Ray, it is a treat to be here. Nice, Good to see you again. It's a nice day finally, huh? Oh, Good day to be stuck in traffic on your way to the show, huh? I know. I'm sorry about that. You made it. You made it on time. We had. It was a good adrenaline rush for the show. <laughs> you know? Well, I hope you didn't speed. By the way, if you want to uh, email the program, you can do that as well. Voxpop at wamc.org. Voxpop at wamc.org. I'll keep an eye on the email as, as it comes in. But again, the number is 800-348-2551. So, uh, I don't know. Do, do you watch the NFL draft? I'm one of those you know, pathetic individuals that watches the NFL draft. Well, I'm a huge Ohio State fan, so this was a big year for me. Yeah, it but was. I did not watch the draft, but I was paying attention through social media and okay. websites and yeah, stuff. So. That's, that's a good way to do that. Well, I don't know if you heard it. I'm sure you heard about this, but there was an offensive lineman, maybe the best pick in the whole draft. And minutes before the draft, uh, allegedly his uh, Twitter feed and I want to say Instagram were hacked and there were suddenly there was an, a video of him with a uh, an illegal smoking paraphernalia ah. in the process of smoking illegal substances mm. and he took the gas mask off and it was him and he dropped in the draft much further than anyone expected. Character issues. Well, the thing is... This highlights something that colleges and even high schools and organizations talk about all the time. And once you're a part of an organization, whether it be a school or a business or anything else, what you do online, it reflects on that business or school or whatever. Yes. It doesn't just stay online like what you do in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. Um, You know, we have a rule in my house. Ray, I know you have a few children yourself. I've got three of my own. My oldest is graduating from high school this year. I can't believe that. Wow, congrats. Thank you very much. Enjoy the expenditures. Yes, indeed. We have nine years in a row of college tuition to look forward (laughs) to. Oh, boy. And so, well, probably not as much as you, though. No, not at all. Nope, Nope. But anyway, we have a rule about social media, which is it is the new golden rule, which is to not post anything that your grandmother would not like to see mm. online. And, uh, you know, grandmother is online. So that's yes. actually something Sending they do a, need to worry about. Embarrassing Facebook uh, posts to you and your friends. Yeah, I wouldn't even tell you the things she posts online. But <laughs> but that's a great point. And so this is a classic real-world example, and we've seen them time and again. 
especially in sports. Where yeah. I think I think a lot of guys who play sports, they've had perhaps a privileged upbringing. Maybe they didn't have to work so hard in college. Some some did, and the money is dumped upon them when they hit the pros, and they just sort of feel insulated. Yeah. And here's a case where it cost this guy millions of dollars. Well, you know, the, I was mentioning Ohio State before. One of our big players, our, not one of mine, one of Ohio State's big players that went into the draft this year was Cardale Jones. Yeah. And a quarterback. And while he was playing for Ohio State, he got into some heat because he posted on Twitter, you know, what in the world am I, uh, you know, supposed to be worrying about grades and stuff for? I didn't come here to play school. I came here to play football. Well, I mean... Part of it is, I think that the world has lost its general sense of humor. He was making a he was making a crack. It was not a bad joke. It was a crack. I mean, yeah. it, it, I mean, he makes a point, right? He did come to play football, <laughs> but I I think that uh, do you have a general set of guidelines that you would tell somebody that you might be advising the do's and don'ts? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there are a couple of things, uh, big issues to think about. And it's different if you're talking about children going online as compared to if you're a business owner and yeah. you're, you're online with a social media account. You know, when it comes to parents and children, I mean, the, the first rule that I always say is parents understand what your children are doing. Yeah. Make sure that you get online, too, and, and try your best to figure out what these social media thingies are all about. And there's so many of these thingies that <laughs> pop, up, pop up all the time. Yeah. Snapchat is one the kids like. They sure do. And um, I, I actually use it now and um, I torment my children by sending distorted pictures of my face. There you go. It's fun. Yeah. The children don't really like it when their parents are involved in no, those No, they activities. don't, and that's the reason to do it. Yeah. Um, but you do you do have to be aware of it. And, you know, it's also the case that there are some really, you know, bad things that can happen. A lot of bullying happens online now. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, uh, it's a step removed from actually being face-to-face with someone, of course. And so I think that gives kids liberty uh, to take advantage of that. And they don't realize, too, that as a bully— that may come back to haunt them as well later on that they were doing this online. Um, you know, on the other hand, I will say I, I don't know uh, what um, anticipation of privacy today's kids are going to feel when they're our advanced age. Or even if they care. Or they care, right. It's a, such a strange yeah. turn to the universe I mean, for someone as old as I am. Yeah, I know. You are old. I, I mean, <laughs> No, no, it's true. I, I take no offense. <laughs> I might have you by a little bit. I'm not sure. But anyway— you know, so uh, there could be this generational thing going on where we are very concerned about it for our children, but maybe our children aren't concerned, and maybe it's not going to be as big of an issue as we think it is or will be for them. On the other hand, I still think that grandma rule is a pretty good rule. Mm. You know, why put something out there that because if it's online once, it can be online forever and everywhere instantaneously? It's pretty amazing. Do you huh? really want that? Our number to call is 800-348-2551, 800-348-2551, or you can uh, email voxpop at wamc.org. Cliff Rohde is our guest. He is owner of Goat Cloud Communications. Let's go to Anita in uh, Worcester, New York. Anita. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Yeah, I'm working on a book proposal with a friend, and I was thinking that we should have perhaps a web page set up in advance of even sending out uh, uh, materials to different publishers, that it might help us actually gain some support from publishers. What do you think of that idea? I would say you're darn tootin'. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. 
Um, you know, and I think and it's more it's more than that. I'm being a little bit flip. You should you should absolutely have it because uh, there is kind of a sense these days that if you are engaged in an enterprise, and a professional enterprise, whatever it may be, writing a book, having a restaurant, whatever, if you don't have an online presence, are you really there doing something? Because that's where people right. look. So, Anita, you want to do a website for a proposal of a book that you are writing? Right. I thought I'd put together a web page with the name of the book, some sample chapters, even some audio of some of the um, of some of the, uh, the the pages, and then if people are interested in the book, they could subscribe to get on there. I could sort of build a fan base, and then as I send out uh, uh, information to publishers saying, "Hey, take a peek at my web page," and these are this is the fan base that we've created. But I have just one more quick question: Is what do you recommend? Wix, Weebly, WordPress. There's so many different tools out there. Do you have any recommendations for beginning level? Uh, for novices. There are. Boy, a lot of them seem to start with W, don't they? Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, there are plenty of free resources out there. Uh, free always comes with a little bit of cost. Usually it involves advertising, um, the, mm. the service that you're using. Um, Wix, yeah, Wix, Weebly, Squarespace, WordPress.com. Um, WordPress.org mm. is the place where you would get the software to build your own website. Uh, these are all uh, places where you can find software. What I would say is read reviews online, see what you like, mm. um, give it mm. a try. Uh, as, as a strategic question, Anita, my concern, if I was in your position would be that mm -hmm. someone would steal my idea before I published it. <laughs> I mean, what do you do in that's, that case? Well, I think that's a good point, but my understanding is once I've created something, even if I don't have a copyright, it's copywritten. Is well, that that's correct? true. That's true, but 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 good luck. Well, uh. you know, I, I would say, too, though, that, uh, well, I mean, I, I think that there, I, I just read a novel recently, uh, got a book on Amazon, and... Um, the writer had started the way that you're kind of describing hmm. and had built the mm. fan base online. And I th actually that uh, that book, the novel The Martian, was oh. started in that mm. way. And, I mean, may may that type of good fortune happen to you, Anita. But hey, Anita, thank <laughs> you for the call. Thank you for getting us started thank today. Thank you very much. Bye now. 800-348-2551 is our telephone number. Before we take our break, and then we'll get back to the calls, you've had some issues with a client who was hacked, and that is a uh. nightmare. Yes, it is absolutely a nightmare. Um, you know, I can't tell you, Ray, how often I deal with clients who they, because of our relationship and I'm helping them with their online accounts, I have to have access to their username, yeah. password combinations. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how often that to start, they're not the best username and password combinations. Right. Um, and which is not to say that there aren't other ways to try to hack into a, a website, for instance, too, or into accounts as well. But the first line of defense is really having a good username-password combination. All right, let's pick it up from there after the break. 800-348-2551 is our telephone number. Cliff Rohde is our guest. We'll be back. Support for WMC comes from Northeast Solar in Hatfield, Massachusetts, helping Pioneer Valley residents live more sustainably with solar power for home, business, or farm. Keep solar local. Northeast-solar.com. Skidmore College, announcing summer at Skidmore programs and events with Skidmore Jazz Institute, Dakota Chamber Music Institute, and Doug Verone Dancers Workshop, skidmore.edu slash summer. 
Quality Foreign Car Care, Boston Spa, New York. Sales and service of Audi, BMW, Mercedes, Volvo, Saab, Volkswagen, and Porsche. QFCC.com. Union Gables Mansion Inn, Saratoga Springs. A historic bed and breakfast featuring heated pool, rose gardens, fountains, sitting areas, one and a half blocks from the Saratoga Racetrack. UnionGables.com. And the Ashokan Center, environmental education for schools, plus music, crafts, and outdoor experiences for all, where nature inspires. AshokanCenter.org. Vox Pop on WAMC, 800-348-2551 is the number. Cliff Rohde is here. Ray Graff is your humble host. Our number to call is 800-348-2551. So have a good password. That's number one. Yes. And what that means is really it should be at least 18 characters, I would say. It should be a mix of numbers, letters, punctuation. Those letters should be uppercase, lowercase. And a very critical thing is that passwords should not be the same on any, uh, on multiple accounts. Right. And that's a problem. It is. I mean, we're lazy people, let's face it. Or people are lazy. And it's hard. You can't remember them. And And there are so many things that need passwords. Yeah. And so there, maybe there are some mnemonic tricks that you can use. Well, you know, what I tend to use as a password manager. That's um, what I do as yeah, well. Yeah, and so, you know, keep track of them that way. And actually what I do, too, is I do made-up uh, usernames as well because, you know, once somebody gets your username, well, then they're halfway there. Right. They just have to guess the other one. Um, and the way they guess is they use computers to apply brute force, just guessing yep. at a very random or, or, or rapid pace. But... Um, yeah, it can happen. And then also I would say to make use of a lot of services these days will have uh, two-factor authorization. So right. they may require you to either get a text or you have a little app on your phone that sends you a number that you also have to type in to log yep. in. Especially for important accounts, those are really important to use. Absolutely. This one came in via email, and then we'll go back to the phones. Uh, this one is from Mark. All of the various social media sites claim that they have privacy settings. So how is it that things people put on their own private accounts end up being discovered by employers or even prospective employers? And are employers doing this legally? Well, that's a whole show in itself, Mark, but go ahead. Boy, no kidding. Yeah, I'm not going to address the legal question, but I, I, other than to say I think that there are issues with some employers, and employers need to think about whether they should have policies about whether they should allow their HR departments to go research people on uh, social media. You know, for some things that you might see on social media are as innocuous as somebody's face. Well, you know, what if you have a number of applicants and there's a a charge that you discriminated against the person based on the way they look because of the color of their skin, because you were looking at social media, even if that had nothing to do with it. So I think you have to tread very carefully. You know, as for the the privacy, um, yes, I think every account... Uh, will every social media uh, service that's out there will have its own privacy settings or terms of service, and you you should review those, of course, and make sure you only use those services that you feel comfortable with. Um, now, can other people potentially gain access to it? Well, I mean, social media is meant to be social, right? Right. So, in theory, you're sharing it with someone. Once you've kind of opened that door and are sharing it with someone. Well, privacy is kind of out that door because somebody can take a picture of it, record it, whatever, and send it on to someone else. 
A number here is 800-348-2551, 800-348-2551. A while back, and I have no idea if this is apocryphal or not, but there were stories of uh, prospective job seekers going in for an interview, and the and the people at the business said, well, give us your username and password to your social oh, media. Oh, I think, yeah. Is I, that I, true? Again, I don't I've know, never I seen don't this to be true. I, I don't know if that, that would be my cue to say so long. I'm I'm not working for you. Right, right. Let's go back to the phones. Eight hundred three four eight two five five one. Henry in Suffield, Connecticut. Henry, you're on. Thank you, uh, and thank you for this opportunity. Um, a, a while ago, a few years ago, I had an email address on Yahoo, and uh, because I don't own a computer and didn't log on frequently enough, I guess they just deleted my my email address. So. Presently, if I try to apply to get an email address, it, it seems to require having a mobile phone number, which I also don't have. So I guess that puts me in a previous century, but still I'd like to be able to try to get an email address on whatever you know free services are available, Yahoo or whatever. Right. Any advice? Um, boy, I'm trying to think that. Uh, or thinking that Gmail, the last time that I set up an account, I don't know that I needed a phone number necessarily. I think that's an option if you want yeah, to have for that security level of purposes. security. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, I would say if, if for some reason Gmail doesn't work for you, um, you know, certainly there are other services that are out there. Just do a, a, a search uh, on your favorite search engine for email services that do not require a cell phone or smartphone or you know there are various variations Just literally there. type that sentence in and <laughs> yeah sure. without without cell phone henry i gotta say that you're rapidly becoming my idol how does it feel, <laughs> how does it feel not to be tethered to everybody in the universe for even a couple of minutes i've forgotten what it yeah, feels I, like i hear about other people's symptoms and i say well well i don't know for certain things i would be be nice to have an email address. So. It, be, it is it is handy, but I got I have to tell you I I look back on those days <laughs> when if you wanted to make a call, you pulled over the side of the road, you got you got to a payphone and you made the call, and no one could contact you when you were out and about. It was a that's, liberating that's thing. Certainly true. Well, you could also change into your Superman suit. Then. <laughs> All right, that's funny, Cliff. Hey, Henry, <laughs> thanks a lot. You keep fighting the good fight, my friend. All right, thank you. Yep, 800-348-2551. That is a true American right there. You know, I saw a nice button the other day. It said, I spent uh, the weekend without my cell phone to learn about the important things in life, and I learned that what is important in life is my cell phone. <laughs> well, <laughs> they're so blasted addictive. They are. You you find yourself, you're sitting at home, you're done with your day, you're, th you're thumbing through the Twitter feeds or whatever else, and it's you need to separate yourself from that once yeah. in a while to be a human, right? Are it we is. now becoming cyborgs? Well, it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe. I think we're becoming cyborg-assisted uh, individuals. You know, I was thinking that coming in here today, one of the uh, one of the components of my life is the making technology even more insidiously a part of my <laughs> life and everybody else's life. Right. But it is, it's really something, right? I, one of the things that I was uh, reading about recently was um, search, search engines and the, the use of search in our daily life and not even just on search engines and how there is a growing trend to voice search from typed search. So in other words, iPhone users would, would, would say, hey, Siri. 
Hey Siri. Which I did yesterday. Hey Siri, what time's the Mets game? Exactly. Uh, immediately. Ten, oh, it's a 10 10. Yep. It's pretty handy. They know. Microsoft is Cortana. Okay, or Google has OK Google, which is really one of the lamer ones, I think. Really? Have you heard about these Amazon Echo devices? Do you know those? I've seen ads, but I can't quite fathom exactly all the things that they do. I've seen a couple of TV commercials. Yeah, I think that um, they are. Uh, they will uh, gleefully take us down to the hell of technology, um, because they they're they're a device you can't put them in your pocket. Right. So they're really made for the home. Right. And you talk to them as if they are something, yeah. somebody, and they answer your questions. They play your music. They give you recipes. They add stuff to your shopping list. Um, so that those are examples too, where there's voice search going on. Um, it fills and, me with concern, Cliff, because I think that this trend, and it will continue, there's no stopping it now. Yeah. The genie is out of the bottle. We are atrophying our brains. Password generators and, and memorizers, things like that. You, you're, no, you're no longer engaging that part of the brain which makes us human. Yeah. I would like to say all the time that I'm saving because of, I'm able to search this stuff and do this and do that so easily like that is... Is helping me, but then I spend that time thumbing through my phone looking at uh, cats playing the piano. Ah, well, who doesn't? 800-348-2551 is the number. Cliff Rohde is our guest. Let's go to another Cliff. Cliff in Kingston, you're on. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. All right. Uh, listen, my problem is uh, uh, with my uh, password to get on uh, like uh, my Gmail. And the last time I tried using it... Uh, it says uh, wrong password, wrong password. So I had to, uh, like, uh, jot it down before I uh, put a new one in. I also got, like, a, uh, a um, D.C. area uh, phone number uh, for, like, uh, uh, Gmail. And I keep wondering, should I call them or what? Well, I don't know if it's connected or not, but there was a big hack in the last announced in the last couple of weeks. Uh, some Gmail, some Yahoo mail, and uh, maybe a couple of others were hacked by Russians, and they they caught the people. But they're not quite sure how many hundreds of millions have been have been hacked. So if you can get in there, change that password. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in terms of like trying to get in, uh, I'm wondering should I go back on uh, try and get back on Gmail and should I shut down my uh, password for for that? Uh, well, Cliff, on Facebook and. Uh, and uh, Pinterest. All right, Cliff, you go ahead. Uh, Cliff Rohde, you go ahead and answer Cliff and Kingston's question. Sure. Well, I guess the, the question is if you, if you have the password, by all means, jot it down and put it in a safe place. But I would uh, go with Ray's advice, too, to change it, um, potentially. Uh, if you don't have it, you know, it's really a challenge to recover a uh, a uh, an account that you no longer have a password for from a place uh, like Google with Gmail. Um, I mean, you can look at, uh, you know, uh, Google does have support uh, groups, online groups, uh, support forums, where you might be able to find information on how to retrieve what seems like an irretrievably lost password. Um, but, you know, if you, if you haven't been on the email in a while, too, maybe it's time to get a new email address. I, it's it's a tough one, really. That's a browser. Yeah. I haven't been on uh, uh, Mozilla or uh, 
or even the uh, Firefox or any of the others. All right, well, whatever you do, you, you want to make sure your browser is up to date. That's the first thing uh, you want to do before you go anywhere online, if it's been a while. Hey, Cliff, thanks for the call. Uh, 800-348-2551 is the telephone number. Cliff Rohde is our guest. This one came in from Mitchell via email, uh, who writes, For something as ubiquitous as webpage. I'm having a hard time finding someone to help me build one. How foolish is it for me to try to build a professional-looking one without hiring a professional? Well, times have changed, Mitchell. Times have changed. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's foolish at all. Um, there are so many resources out there for DIYers like Mitchell. Um, go to what I would suggest is uh, picking a platform. Uh, one of the earlier callers uh, was asking about you know the various types of uh, platforms there are to build websites for free. So you know, kick the tires, go out and open good. up a couple of accounts. It's not like 20 years ago or even 15 years ago when yeah th those DIYs were not too good. Now no, they're a true. lot better. It's true. And then you know what happened too, uh, not so long ago either, is that the developers would kind of lock you into their a custom-made platform. Yeah. And there's just no need to do that anymore. Um, there are, uh, you know, the, a platform that I use all the time is WordPress. There's a, uh, it's a free piece of software. There's a, a free website creation platform called WordPress.com, but you can also build your own website using the WordPress software that you get at WordPress.org. But in either case, it's really pretty intuitive. You know, I tend to tell people if you can use word processing, you can probably use yeah. WordPress. Um, this is a postscript from Mitchell who wrote who writes speaking of Twitter could your guest please explain what it is and who uses it thanks Mitchell <laughs> all right go ahead you have 12 seconds well there are about uh, what maybe 400 million navel gazing uh, people in the uh, in the world no I don't know there are everybody uses Twitter really it's used uh, by people who like to communicate on the fly and I think especially it's used a lot for following events. Whether it is great for that. Yeah. And following news. And if you yeah. if you're judicious about how you pick the people you follow or the organizations you follow, it can be tremendously useful. Yeah. And you know one one way that I found it to be very useful too is when I would need to get support from providers of services to me and I was having a hard time getting through to them. I would tweet them publicly and say, hey, anything going on with my support ticket? And it was a way to nudge them along, and I really found that I got a lot more response a lot more quickly. Well, I suppose if, if you are it's shouting it out loud with a megaphone, hey, I'm yeah, having an issue. I mean, I, I would be nice enough about it, but still, you know. If they're if they're going to have a support uh, Twitter feed, then they they got to deal with support issues. <laughs> Might there. as well exploit it. All right, let's go back to the phones at Pamela and Troy. Pamela. Good afternoon. Um, I belong to a group called the Picking and Singing Gathering uh, Local Folk Music Society, yeah. and we have a couple of monthly sings. We've got um, some members who don't live real close, not close enough to make it feasible to do an evening a drive for an evening's uh, outing, and others whose health doesn't permit them to uh, attend as much anymore. And I was trying to figure out if there's some way to um, have a live audio feed from one of our gatherings uh, to the group website so that people who are interested can tune in and listen even if they can't attend. Oh, sure there is. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, there, I, I'm, a, I'm more aware of live video feeds than specifically just audio. 
Um, yeah, but, we wouldn't want to do video because some of our people are really, really shy. I may have sure. trouble selling even the well, audio. I mean, you, you could always, uh, you know, just put something in front of the camera, but the uh, to to block the video. But um, there are services like uh, Periscope is out there. It's kind of an interesting one that people use to broadcast stuff live. How long is there a duration limit? In other words, if they did a whole two-hour folky fest, would they have to keep stopping and starting? I don't know the answer to that. Um, the uh, I, I would say it would depend. You know, it, probably each service has its own terms of service about how you can use it to to what extent. Uh, Google Hangouts is another one I think where you can do live feeds, and uh, Facebook now is getting involved in live uh, video feeds. And again, even if it is video, you can always uh, you know mute that video somehow by you could put, put a piece a, of tape on or, it. If you or put it. A card or an electronic version that says, "Hey, this is our event for it's live right now," and just have a, yeah, sure. a graphic image up there. Yep, um, that's one way to go. How many people do you expect would use this, Pamela? I'm not really sure yet. Um, there are anywhere from a couple dozen to you know thirty, forty, fifty people that show up for the actual events. And um, I know we have a number of people who, as I said, either because of distance or health, can't physically attend conveniently. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. but um, I, ha- you know, I can manage the work computer. I can manage a relatively um, cheap uh, cell phone. I'm not real familiar with the kinds of equipment that might be needed for setting stuff like this up or oh, you'd be amazed. how much I, it might cost. Well, I, it depends on how it really depends on how uh, uh, intricate the stage performances are. If, if you have 12 guitars playing at the same time, it might be a little no, trickier. No, no, it's just singing, but um, oh, easy. You know, it would be yeah. in a public space, um, so we'd want to keep it very unobtrusive and um, you know, we don't want people to be focused on the fact that there's sure. a re- uh, they're being broadcast just that uh, we want to share the music with uh, our friends. My sense is that you have the technology in your pocket. Oh. You've got a point, a phone, yeah. Hey, Pamela, you can do this. Low-powered one. I don't think I do. But you can do this. And, and like, if you were to search Amazon or whatever for webcam, you will find a thousand of them. And a lot of them have microphones built in. You plug it right into the USB, and some of it comes with software that you need to, to... Hook it online. Anyway, a quick search, and you will you will get this done. I'm confident. Sure. And even for oh, just okay. audio, um, they're really nice uh, USB microphones. Oh, that yeah. Are out there too. Sure. Just little stands built in. Absolutely. Well, Pamela, good luck. Thanks for the call. Okay. Thank you. 800-348-2551. Cliff Rohde is our guest. Joanne and Sharon Springs, how are you? Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. I was wondering if you could help me with a problem that uh, just cropped up a few days ago. Oh my gosh! Um, you know what? I'm. Can, can you hang on? I'm. I am sure. totally. I didn't look at the clock. It's time for a break. If you want to hang on, hold. We will get to you in just a moment. Is that all right, Joanne? Yeah, sure, no problem. All right, hang in there. Eight hundred three four eight two five five one is the number. We'll be back with Joanne in a minute. Hang in there. Support for WMC comes from the Wild Center, dedicated to building a stronger connection between people and the natural world. Wildcenter.org for details. NBT Bank, 
offering trust and fiduciary services, investment management, and retirement planning for individuals and businesses, nbtbank.com. Spate Consulting and Coaching, Shelburne Falls. More than 20 years of working with leaders and teams committed to purposeful change. See it whole and move it forward, dlspect.com. Pine Cobble School, Williamstown, Massachusetts, an independent school, pre-K through ninth grade, currently accepting Vermont school vouchers, a good beginning never ends, pinecobble.org. And Stone Soup Concrete, specializing in handcrafted and environmentally sound concrete countertops, sinks, furniture, and floors, serving the Northeast since 2001, stonesoupconcrete.com and on Facebook. Vox Pop on WAMC. Ray Graff here, 800-348-2551 is the telephone number. Cliff Rohde is owner of Goat Cloud Communication. He joins us every so often. Now, if you were tuned in a little while ago, you know that Joanne and Sharon Springs had a very interesting question. Joanne, are you still there? I'm here. You're on. Okay, so um, I use a a mobile device, an iPad, and uh, I get on Facebook, you know, pretty often, and I uh, got on maybe four days ago, and my page was, like, essentially gone. I mean, my name was there, but I couldn't use any of the functions. I couldn't get news feed. I couldn't do messaging. Nothing, nothing, you know, nothing was there. Not even my uh, uh, photo or anything was there. It's just my name. Kind of blank page, okay? So uh, I figured, okay, I'm not good at doing the updates. Uh, maybe that's it, but I, I I've ruled that out. Having uh, you know tried to um, access my uh, Facebook page through just a regular computer, and there's still nothing there. Um, so obviously it's not the updates for the app on the iPad. So we poked around in the account, and it come up with uh, some kind of a security problem. They said so we changed the password. Still nothing. So it's Google. Facebook help, mm-hmm. and it, it sounds to me from what I could ascertain from 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 digging around it there that I'm, I'm essentially I'm being blocked, and uh, I want to know if there's some way to contact Facebook to figure out why and what I can do about it. Wow. Hmm. What do you think, Cliff? Well, I liked what you said oh. about changing the password because it, it sounded as you were describing it like potentially uh, someone who wasn't supposed to have access to your account gained access to your account and changed things around. Um, so I think as a what I would suggest maybe is changing that password again and making sure that every piece of contact information is assigned to you and that only you have access to that page. Um, and if you're okay. saying and but if you're if you're unable to complete completely get to the website, um, is that the issue? Or you just can't get to your page? My, my page is blank. So from, from what I've read, it, it would appear as if my page is being blocked, as, as if due to bad behavior, which, you know, I know I'm really don't indulge in bad behavior. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't send around wicked things. You know, it's just mostly to contact my, you know, stay in contact with my kids on the West Coast. But um, anyway, uh, it, it's, it's as if, I mean, the page is there, but it's 
it's basically blank as as if I've been blocked for right. some reason. Hold it. Can your kids can your kids see it when when they look for I, you on Facebook? I asked them to, and I gave them my password, and and I said, you know, go in and go into my account, go in, go into my Facebook page, and it was blank for them too. How, just out of curiosity, how did you provide your password to your kids? Just over the telephone. Okay, oh, okay, good, good, Glad good for you. Good, I'm, I'm just wanted to make sure you didn't email it to him. Hey, here's the thing, though. No, what I meant, what I meant, Joanne, was when when your kids are on Facebook and they 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 cycle through their friends, when they click on you, what do they see? Not when they're logged in as you. Um. I, you know, I don't exactly know. I, I, I can't answer the question for sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's a really critical question, I would say, is try to look at your page from different computers, different browsers, uh, different people logged into Facebook and see what you see. But, and, and if nobody is able to see anything, then clearly there is some sort of problem going on with your account. And most likely, uh, you know, I think what you would want to do is probably clear it out. There might be some something malicious in there. Uh, just make sure to go through posts and, and, and make sure that there's nothing there that you didn't put there. And you asked a question at the inception about contacting Facebook. Um, you know, there is help there, but for a lot of these services that are free to consumers, Facebook, Gmail, and others, it is just very hard to actually get through to anyone. And probably you're not going to be able to actually get through to an actual person. Um, but you're going to have to rely on uh, those support forums, and if you Google the problem, chances are somebody else has had a similar problem, and they may have posted an answer somewhere on the Internet. I, yeah, I did poke around a little bit like that uh, last night. I didn't find anything helpful, but um, I, maybe I should be more specific. Now that I feel I'm, I'm certain that I'm being blocked for some reason, I will put that in instead of just Facebook contact Facebook or whatever, Facebook help, I'll put in blocked Facebook, whatever, and yeah, I can try. Okay. Um, it, otherwise, should if, if nothing else will work, then I would basically, I would probably have to start over from scratch. I Yeah. I yeah, wonder like if you, um, have your friends, just for grins and or, giggles, have your friends search hello, your, search hello, it. You there? Can you hear me? Did I lose you? Can you still hear us or no? I guess not. All right. Well, listen on the radio then. I think one thing you could do is have your friends search your name because it may pop up that there is somebody with the same exact username who has usurped your identity. And, I, and I've seen this happen in the yeah. past week. I got a friend request from somebody who I've been friends with for a long time. And the exact same. Yeah. And so perhaps somebody took that, duped it in whatever, yeah. however they do that filled the Facebook with some bad things and got everybody blocked. Right. Well, that was a hack that I was uh, reading about relatively recently about uh, folks, yeah, trying to hijack existing accounts yeah. and then doing mischief with them. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's go back to the phones at 800-348-2551. Manny and Cornwall. Manny, you're on. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for the show. It's uh, very helpful. I have a question about um, if you have a trademarked name, that you registered as a trademark, uh, say business name or something like that, which I have. What sort of recourse do I have if somebody uses it 
as a dot uh, com or a dot org or something like that. That's a copyright forum question. Yeah, that, and we do that's, those every month or two. Yeah, I mean, really, that that is a question um, better put to an attorney, I would say. But, you know, I would say, I, I mean, generally speaking, there are there have been issues when it comes to kind of it's sometimes called cyber squatting. Mm-hmm. Um, you you generally see that in the case of bigger brands um, that have you know. Uh, Coca-Cola, let's say, has uh, Coke.com and maybe, you know, somebody, again, kind of with the intent of uh, either getting money from Coke or um, or creating mischief registers Coke.zone. I don't know. Right. By the way, there th- that .com, .org, .net, et cetera, those are called top-level domains or TLDs, and there are an increasing number of them yes. out there. And so holders of intellectual property have to be even more... Uh, careful about maintaining uh, the, the the soundness and integrity of their 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 intellectual property. But I think there are ways that you can fight it. It may be a difficult fight, mm-hmm. but there are if you have something that is clearly a trademark name. And I, I recommend that when we do the copyright forum again, uh, call in with this question because it has come up before. There are well, ways to fight it. I don't think it'll be a cheap fight, however. <laughs> what is? But thanks, Ray, and uh, you, uh, Alan is lost without you. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to Andrew in Kingston. Andrew. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? Hey. Can you hear me, can you hear me okay? Can you hear us okay? Hello, testing. I can hear you. All right, you're on. Uh, so my question basically, is there any good way of telling uh, if a website is legitimate or not? Well, I love it. Simple, huh. effective question. That's a great question, but can you give us a little bit more detail? So I went uh, online uh, for a uh, product that I wanted. It had to be a medical product, but in any event, it was a company and a website in Florida. It looked very legitimate, a uh, medical supply uh, store, if you will. And uh, I didn't hear anything back from that for a few days. So I went back on the line uh, to the site, and there was all information that I could get on what happened to the product I ordered. There was no tracking number. There was no order number. Um, I called the company, and all I got was that the line is temporarily out of service. Hey. I, finally, I finally called the Better Business Bureau, and I called the Better Business Bureau in, in Florida, and they eventually told me that there is a problem with their site. That's all I heard. Now, I didn't lose a lot of money. I lose a $50 transaction. I closed, I, um, closed my credit card, which I used, got a new credit card from the bank, etc. So it was a $50 loss. And I went back online again, and the website is still there. So I was surprised that even though they're having problems with the legitimacy of this place, Still online, still um, advertising online. Yeah, that can be a problem. You do have to do some, it's like the Wild West to some extent. You need to do a little research. If it looks a little funky, it probably is a little funky. Yeah, definitely. um, Even before you buy something, you should do some research. Is that what you're saying? Right, doing your due diligence. Um, You know, any website or any kind of online presence out there has 
Uh, there are multiple factors that give it uh, or, or indicia of legitimacy, let's say. So, you know, does the website look real? Feel is it really kind of important. You know, is it all full of typos and doesn't make sense? You know, be a little bit skeptical. Um, do they have a Facebook or Twitter account is another place to look. You know, what you can do, too, is... Um, research, uh, do searches on the telephone number of the company. Um, you know, there's a, there's actually information about websites in particular. You can look up what is called the who is yeah. W-H-O-I-S, data uh, that's about a, a website. Work, that's not that hard, actually. I mean, generally speaking, if there's something you want on the Internet and you have a question about where you're going to buy it, there are probably 50 more places on the Internet where you can find that thing. And sometimes the big places... There is a certain amount of confidence you have going to a very large internet. It's true. Retailer. It's true. Although sometimes you know you can open up a store on like Amazon or eBay and stuff like that, and sometimes you don't even know. Even though you might be buying on Amazon, well, you're, right. you're not buying directly from them. But uh, one one other thing you want to do is even if you are thinking you are on one of the big sites, make sure your URL bar says you're actually on those sites, because sometimes you can think you're in a spot. And it looks a lot like it, but it ain't the spot. Right. And, of course, that's uh, how people who engage in phishing uh, assaults on people, attacks, you know, they they say, oh, there's a problem with your Bank of America account. Just click here, and it'll be like bankfoamerica.com. Yeah. you got to be very like, careful. Oh. And those emails are, are pretty ubiquitous nowadays. Cliff Rohde, any, uh, well, gosh, we still have a couple minutes for calls. If you want to call in, 800-348-2551. 800-348-2551 if you want to get a quick call in with Cliff Rohde. Um, what's the latest? Uh, you, you do a lot of this. Um, you you talk to a lot of different companies and, and you help them and advise them. What's the latest social media that I don't know about yet that is going to be big? I saw Medium <laughs> the other day for the first time. Oh, yeah. Actually, that Medium is a, is a nice uh, outlet for people who like to write and like yeah. to read. Um, you know, the I don't know that I can say like what's the the latest one that's out there. The real critical thing for people who are looking for an audience or looking for customers is though to do that research and find out where that audience is, where those customers are, um, and think about whatever it is that you're offering, your mousetrap, your widget. Where's the best place to get that out there? Yeah. Um, because it's not the same for every. Every enterprise. And there's so many. And like Pinterest, what can you do with Pinterest? Right. Why Why do you need, why would a business possibly need Pinterest? Well, I'll give you an example. Okay. Um, one of uh, my clients is a um, outstanding venue for weddings, yeah. a rural setting, many beautiful pictures. So a Pinterest is a is a natural place for them because there's so many pictures to share there, and that's what. And it's also you know brides. Uh, Pinterest is very dominated by a female demographic, and so you know it's a great place to have pictures. Okay, because I've seen it and I'm still perplexed why it's interesting at all. There aren't as many pictures about the Mets up on Pinterest. No, and there should be. There Absolutely. Should. Uh, well, it's great. So, what is your website? It is goatcloud.com. Yeah, what will I find there? Well, you'll find out about all this stuff that we were talking about here, um, and hopefully with a little bit of humor there, too. Yeah, well, it's always good to have you on the program. We actually have a few minutes left, so if you have anything interesting to say, now's the time. Well, I will say, one of the things that we were talking about before that you were asking about 
we're talking about do's and don'ts of social media. Yeah. And we talked about like kids and parents and things. One of the things we didn't talk about was businesses and business do's and don'ts. So yes, you want to go where your customers are. Um, but another thing to think about though too is, you know, what is your business persona? Um, you know, I am often working with small businesses, maybe uh, solo practitioners who have a personal Facebook page, but they also want a business Facebook page. And they should have that. Um, if you have a business, you need to have a Facebook business page, I really right. do believe. Is, is Facebook now passe? I mean, I still use no. it, and it's oh fun gosh. and whatever. Uh, it is far from passe. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, and, it, yeah, if you are a uh, – if you're a business person, you got to have a, a business uh, Facebook business page. But – um, you don't want to be posting there the stuff that you are posting to your friends and your family. You know, you might post your business stuff to your friends and family, but the stuff that's for your friends and family, you're not necessarily posting. I think on your business that page. that particular firewall between professional and personal is very difficult. It's very, especially in in the media, it's really tough. Yeah. If you have a personal account. Well, what do you do? You do have a personal account on Twitter, let's say. I do have it. And you're very uh, my, much associated with WAMC. But my Twitter account is basically um, not a – there's not really much personal stuff going on there. It's But Facebook, I'll have a, I have a personal account and a WAMC account. Okay. And sometimes people will want a friend request me. I don't know who they are on my personal. They find me somehow on personal and uh, just sorry. No, you can't. Right. That's the only way I can do it. Here's a quick question. Who uh, we only have? Oh gosh, fifteen seconds. I've registered several business names on GoDaddy, but I've yet to build any websites. If I use a free web page builder, will I have to pay somebody to host it? And that's from Eric. Um, maybe. Sometimes those freebies, uh, uh, kind of, you can host there, and maybe there's a nominal charge, or maybe there's no charge. Yeah. Um, but you may also. Uh, I mean, the, usually those freebies, that's where you're hosting it. All right, Cliff Rohde, thanks a lot. The e the uh, website again? It is goatisinthebarnyardanimalcloud.com. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot for being here. Support comes Thank from you. the Albany Pine Bush Discovery Center, presenting their Lupine Fest with games, crafts, live wildlife programs, nature walks, and music by the refrigerators this Saturday from 11 to 5, albanypinebush.org. Arkell Museum at Canajohari presenting Edward Bike, picturing the American Revolution, juxtaposing a 20th century view of the Revolutionary War with 18th century portraits, arkellmuseum.org. Interim Healthcare, helping people remain at home for 45 years, providing companions, aides, and nurses in the home two to 24 hours a day, serving the capital region, Columbia County, Glens Falls, and Saratoga, interimhealthcare.com. And Pave Tile, Wood and Stone, using French artisan techniques to manufacture pre-finished oak floors, decorative and terracotta tile, and imported aged French limestone. Showroom by appointment at online, PAVETile.com. Thanks again to Cliff Rohde for being here. Thanks to Zach Malloy, our engineer. Your phones were answered by Dina Salzman. I'm Ray Graff. Tomorrow on the program, it's the Science Farm. No, it's the Science Forum. Stay tuned now for news.